Hey. So today's guest is all the way from New Zealand. She's another featherweight who's trying out for the Tough 28 show. Her name is Faith the Immortal McMaw. Hey, hey, hey. This is Evolve WMMA. And I'm your host, Shelley Devine. It works. Welcome to the show. How are you? All the way from New Zealand. I think gorgeous weather. <laughs> uh, it's a bit cold today. Well, what's cold to you? Um, I think it's like, I haven't actually checked the weather, but it was frost all on the ground this morning when I went for them. Oh, wow. Wow. I guess it is. We have like about 70 degree weather here in, um, I'm close to Boston. I don't know if you've ever been in New England in the USA, no. but, but you were recently in Las Vegas. Yeah. How did that go? How did you feel that that went? Yeah, it, I think it went the best it could. Like, um, I felt good in the training area and then, yeah, the interview was, I felt it went really good. Made everyone laugh, I suppose. <laughs> you made everybody laugh? Yeah. What'd you do? <laughs> Can Just you be cheeky? Yeah. Confident. So you've been involved in uh, training for martial arts since uh, 2012. Is that yeah. what you began training? Yeah. No. So... I'd like to welcome, you know, for our guests, I have Faith, and I don't know if I'm, is it Mc, McMah? Yeah, McMah. McMah. And for those of you who don't know her by that name, you may know her by Van Duin? Duin. Yeah, and Van Duin. Duin. Yes. And um, you've, been, you've been involved in, in, in the martial, mixed martial arts since 2012, and you only had like three years, I think, under your belt before you even fought Chris Cyborg. I was like, holy cow, when I read that, I'm like, that's pretty, that's pretty, um, that's pretty, pretty crazy. Intense. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. I was yeah. like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an experience and a half, and um, yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was awesome. It was one of my goals, but I think we did go a bit quick to reach that goal. But I wouldn't say no to it again. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it must be quite something to uh, reach a goal like that. You must have been pretty... Um, well, how did you feel about that when, when it was all happening? Um, I just knew that it would happen eventually. And then just kept pushing for it and believing I could do it. And yeah, once it happened, I was like, wow, awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah. and, and now you're trying out, you know, the, for the tough tryouts and, and do you have a goal for that right now or anything in mind? Um, just to win it. Just to win it. <laughs> um, win it and yeah, then work my way back to, uh, to Chris or this fighter at the end. Who knows what they're planning with the winner of that. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you see yourself, um, uh, you know, what would be your toughest competition? Say you do get on the show. What do you think it would be? Who were the fighters that you think would be your toughest competition? Oh, I would say Pam or Cindy. I've seen, I've seen a couple of their fights and they've got good, good aspects to their game that would match my aspects. 
Yeah, they seem to um, think the same of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So you I think we're, we're similar in our dedication and our drive. So I think that's what we see in each other as, um, oh, what's that word? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the dedication, the drive, the... Um... So that's cool. Um, so how did you get involved in MMA to begin with? Because I mean, I'm, I, you know, I, when I looked and I saw that it was only like three years of training before you, you, you know, actually had a fight with Chris Cyborg and you had a, a great record leading up to that, to have that fight. Um, how did you get into martial arts? And um, I was just sitting on the couch and I was tired of it and wanted to make some goals um, and I started watching UFC with my brother. I used to watch it and hide because I didn't like seeing the brutality of it, the yeah. hitting, the blood. But then I was like, oh, when I watched Ronda's first fight, I was like, oh, I could do that. So then I emailed our local trainer and asked if he could train me. I'd like to be a New Zealand champion and world champion. And yeah. <laughs> so just one day you woke up and said, I want to be a fighter. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> I love it. Oh my word, that's so cute. <laughs> just, like, just wanted to show my girls that there's more to sitting on a couch sort of thing. Did, yeah. did you ever used to like, you know, wrestle or anything with your brother or like, you know, kind of any, any of that sign before going into it? Any signs? Of no. When I did say to my brothers that I wanted to be a fighter, we sort of had a couple of drinks and we sparred for a little bit. That was very funny to see if I could. <laughs> be a fighter uh -huh. um, but all that no because I was about eight years difference between my brothers and sisters um so I was a bit of a mistake so they're too old by the time I was enough to wrestle oh wow so yeah. how many how many siblings do you have I have two brothers a sister and a half sister oh wow so you have a good size family you're all close yeah. yeah we are what do they think of you as a fighter now um yeah, I think I can be world champion. My brother actually took up fighting once I started. And then, yeah, the other two supportive. Hmm. Can you beat your brother up now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we beat each other up all the time. <laughs> that must be fun. <laughs> yeah, even my husband fights. So we all have sparring at my brother's house. So it's pretty fun. Nice. So you're, you're setting an example for your girls and I know you have a, you have a baby boy. Yeah. 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 So do you, do your children, um, you know, participate in martial arts at all or are they kind of on the fence with it or? Um, my oldest, she wants to fight. She's between training hard and wanting to get a um, Muay Thai fight to start with. Um, she actually came with me this morning and does most of the time. Mm -hmm. My other daughter, she rather just compete and not train. She likes to compete and not train. <laughs> <laughs> and my boy, he's starting to wrestle his teddy bears and stuff already. So it's pretty cute. Oh, that's awesome. So you're already, how old is your son? He's 10 months. Oh, he, and he's, he's already rolling around. Oh, is that? Yeah, he attacks his teddy bears. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of natural, I think. I think it's a natural instinct for... For people, for 
human beings, you know, like, uh, and, and it's showing up more so in women now a days, which is kind of, mm-hmm. a thing. I think I, I'm, I'm actually kind of still cracking up over the fact that you just woke up one day and said, I want to be a fighter and said, yeah, I want to be the champion. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first time I hit someone was inspiring the first sparring I had. So I've never hit anyone. And even in like a, um, I don't know, street fight or anything. I've taught not to use my hands. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was interesting. First firing session. What, what about you getting hit? I know when I've gotten hit, I know, it, you know, like you, you're kind of like, oh, and it's whether or not most people, if they, if they get hit and they come back, you know, they're, they're lifers. If they get hit and they don't come back, well, you know, you know, you know why they don't want to get hit again. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mind getting hit. Sometimes just, um, being hit by men was sort of freaked me out a bit, but I've dealt with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's challenging. I know I've gotten kicked on the side of the head and it wasn't even, well, they went, you know, kind of, they were going easy to them. It was easy, but to me, I was like, wow, you know, I felt, you know, bruised afterwards. Um, even though I blocked and everything, um, like, wow, there's such a difference between, um, you know, even a guy my weight size, you know, my my weight class or whatever, it's still a huge difference when, when they hit. Yeah, same with men, so I haven't really, uh, yeah, I haven't had many women to spar, mm-hmm. so I had to get used to it pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, there there hasn't been in most gyms, um, you know, there, I mean, now there's a lot more women training, so you do have, I, even up here, we, we do have some options for um, training partners now, but when I, when I was training, there were very few, are you always training with the guys and maybe occasionally a woman would be there. It was just starting out as, as, as women's mixed martial arts was kind of growing and you were seeing more of it, like, um, in the early stages before Invicta, before the, you know, it was even before Strike Force, you know, had mm. uh, some of the women fighting, but, um, that's pretty good. Um, how, you know, you, um, you mentioned in um, some of my notes that, you know, you came out of a, a rough relationship. Was there domestic abuse or? Yeah. Um, I think it was for about eight years. Oh my. W- were you battered or we- was it emotional abuse? Um, no, physical. Physical. Did, did, do you think that had any influence on you, be- you know, learning how to fight for yourself? No. You- no, it, it, I know it probably hindered, hindered my abilities a bit more, just like when sparring, I'd cover up a lot and have flashbacks. So I'd have to deal with that. Mm. Um, but it surely made me a different person and stronger person to come through that. Is, is this a subject that we're, we're okay to talk about? I didn't. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Okay, good. Um, I, I, I understand that. Um, I, I know years ago when I was trained, I was, I, I started more or less training. I, I think I, I started in like a cardio kickboxing class and then went on to traditional jujitsu. And then I went into a small circle jujitsu, which was more of a self-protection. And we had some women that came into that class that, um, had been, um, raped or, battered in some ways and they would have flashbacks on the mat like when they were doing a drill so i i can empathize with and, and you know that was even training with me not even with one of the guys they would have a flashback yeah. and um how did you manage to overcome that like you know because i'm sure there'll be you know maybe some women listening to this 
and fearful maybe even to step into a mixed martial arts gym who has been um, abused in some way shape or form and this may help them hearing from you being who you are and um, being a fighter and you know in the in kind of you know the limelight you've been in the limelight you've kind of moved past some things how did you um, I just figured out like before going into martial arts I was just finding myself again after being in the relationship and put down so much so once I decided to go into this gym with only males there and wrestle and jiu-jitsu and punch. I just decided that I wasn't going to let my past take down my future and just push through it. Like even sparring, I'd have moments in this cry in the corner because I was scared. But then like I'd talk to my trainers beforehand, let them know why I had those moments. Um, so they'd help me through it or uh, yeah, I'll just push through and know that that wasn't who I was. I wasn't that weak person that needed to sit in the corner and cry that I was made to feel that way mm -hmm. and needed to pull through it. Yeah. How did, how, how, what was the response to you? And even like, say maybe some of your training partners, what were, you know, cause they were men, what was their response to you um, initially? Uh, I think they just think I'm a girl. So I'll cry if I get punched. They didn't really know what was behind it. Mm -hmm. um, or, I, yeah, I would just go, I wouldn't make it seem that I was being emotional because mm -hmm. um, I don't like people feeling sorry for me or going easy on me. So I just went away, dealt with it, and come back. Wow. And and now, I mean, you've managed through that. Some women will remain kind of in that state and they won't form relationships with men once they get out of you know, maybe a situation and here you are, you're, you got two, two girls, you got a little baby and you were recently married about a year and a half ago. Congratulations. Mm. You're still a new <laughs> yeah. So, So you've really moved through a lot of, um, I'd say some negativity in your life, some, some dark times probably. Yeah. I've, I found that if you forgive in yourself, what has happened to you, you can move forward. And like how they say, you take your past relationships into a new one and have those fears in a new relationship. I just thought I needed to give myself and Paul, my husband, that chance of making our own relationship has nothing to do with our past. That, that grew us mm -hmm. stronger than I, I think that it could have been if I did bring in my past to it. Trust him fully until he didn't deserve my trust sort of thing. Mm -hmm. yeah so were your daughters exposed to this abuse too yeah um mostly my eldest yeah and so she remembers it then and the other one yeah doesn't yeah and yeah i took i got out when my second daughter was about one years old one year old mm. Mm. and and um you know, you as a mom and your, I know part of, um, you know, your drive is to be an inspiration for your daughters and that everything that you have done and moved forward and, and, um, you know, made a better life for yourself for your, your, your children. And, um, what, how do you see the difference in, in, in them since, you know, like before that and, and now because of that shift in you? 
Um, I at the moment I'm dealing with a teenager, so there's she's got her own her own emotions. Um, but I do see in them that they can they can like even with my husband they can see that there is better out there and someone else to look up to instead of the bad people in the world. Like my husband's a really great man, and it's good to for them to see that and know that they can have that, not have to have what was in the past mm-hmm. and even to see that they can get through things if they just push through them they don't have to stay in those situations mm. so you you had mentioned I think in an interview a while back that you were non-athletic um, maybe lazy um, goal lacking mom was this during the time when you were in that relationship or was it kind of in between or um, it was the whole time because I had my daughter at 15. So I was sort of just a baby myself going to be a mother. So I just sort of switched from being a child to being a mother and didn't know any better. And yeah, so until the day I started training, I was lazy and, and well, not lazy, just didn't have any goals or fitness goals. I just like that on the couch and was done what the children needed pretty much yeah um so um what would you say is um in maybe the next three years uh, maybe a personal goal what are your personal goals for the next three years Mm, become ufc champion featherweight champion (laughs) (laughs) that's the major one so you're yeah that's the next goal Mm. That's a, so when your daughters watch you fight, does that bother them at all or your husband? Oh, it bothers them if I do wrong. She's <laughs> <laughs> cornered me a couple of times and she's telling me I should do this, I should do that, I should do this. So she's pretty good. Yeah, and my husband, he doesn't mind. See, so, um, you have um, your personal daily re- routines. Uh, your, what, what habits do you have for that? Um, oh, it's just like, I'm just like a robot. I got to just, yeah, get up, do children, train, go to work, come back, train, do the children. It's just the same every day. If I miss, miss a beat, then it just gets all messed up. Yeah. So you kind of yeah. push, 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 kind of like, um, kind of like a cyborg. <laughs> yeah, <pretty laughs> like, so maybe you would be the perfect one to take over. <laughs> take that belt away. <laughs> yeah. If you don't, if you don't have that push and drive, it's, it's very hard. Like some days I do have off, off days and I just don't want to get up and I let the girls sort themselves and, let the husband do baby and I just relax and do nothing. But then that's not driving to what I need to do. Mm-hmm. So I kick myself in the butt and carry on the next day. Nice. Um, so when in your, um, when in your life uh, or in your martial arts experience, did, have you had a, a like a, an epiphany or an aha moment? Um, yeah, it's probably, Cause I'm a bit, I don't know my left from right. I've always had trouble with that and I've always had two left feet. So when I finally could figure out how to use my feet to, for my stand up or takedowns, I, 
I had trouble for probably like the last four years. And I've just started to learn how to use my feet. And it's like pretty easy now. So <laughs> I was like, oh, that's how you do it. Can you switch but your stance? Well. Can you? Yeah. Switch? Yeah. Well, learning it, not amazingly, but I'm learning to. Now that I've found my feet, I can learn to do other things. Cool. Mm. Do you have a story um, or, you know, in your journey um, where you experienced failure and you learned from it and what, what you learned from it? Can you share one? Yeah, the, the, the one that I learned, it's probably a few of them, but the most one that helped me learn was my first Muay Thai fight when I went in there and I gassed. Like, I couldn't even lift my arms or legs in the second round, and they're only a minute and a half rounds. Um, so I just, yeah, was adamant that I'll never be that unfit again. Now I do five-minute rounds, and I don't – I get tired, but not that gassed. So it taught me to work harder, be fitter, and, yeah, that helped. What do, what do you do to, to – um, what does your workout regime look like? I just twice a day. Um, it's yeah, pretty much like everyone else's, I suppose. Train twice a day, either Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, wrestling, strength and conditioning, run, sprint, all those things. It changes because of my work and my husband's work and wrestling work. Yeah, it all changes every week. So what do you do aside from your, your um, fighter training? What, what do you do for work? Um, I run my brother's campground, like a holiday park. Yeah, I manage for him. Is it like kids, a campground for kids, or is it adult campground? or A campground, it's sort of like, uh, I don't know what you would call it over there, but how people live in caravans in an area. Ah. Yeah, so we just have people. I think we've got about 70 tenants that live permanently. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then we have different foreigners coming in day to day, staying on. And yeah. Oh, nice. Is it by the ocean or? Just across the road from the sea. Oh, so yeah, you must have a lot of people coming to check that out. What's it like to yeah. be in New Zealand living there? Yeah, I love it. I wouldn't, I was thinking about moving to Australia again. Um, but nah, I just can't think about being away from home. It's nice here. It's more quiet too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, what has been your greatest challenge dealing with, uh, fear and how do you overcome fear? Yeah, that would, the, like, I don't fear much, but the most thing I had to deal with was the sparring with men. Mm -hmm. is to get through that because it was a fear cradling up and just being hit and not doing anything about it. So I had to get through that um, and overcome it, which I'm, I still have moments, but not as bad as in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And, and how, how is it that you kind of, you know, manage to kind of like when you're in that state, what do you tell yourself to kind of move through it? What's, what's going on in your head to kind of like, get out of that that's a that's a tough place to be when if yeah. you have a flashback of any kind. Just, um just to try and make myself feel uh more confident and i can protect myself now or 
to push through it and breathe and know that it's I'm not actually in that position anymore that I am out of it and I don't have to be like that it just every time's different because it's it's a different feeling every time it's not always the same or not the same flashback so it, it I deal with it differently every time yeah it must set set back some sort of stress response in you that like um where you, I mean, I know I've been in situations where things will make me feel emotionally kind of weak or something where I might want to cry or, um, or I well up. It's kind of like, you know, if you watch a movie and there's something happening in it and you're like, Oh, I don't even know why I had that reaction to it. But yeah. yeah. And, and so, but I mean, in that situation, what you're talking about is, is different and it can be more intense because it can just keep you in a, a weak minded state for a long time if you don't you know consistently kind of move past that comfort zone or that uncomfortable zone i guess um yeah i don't think there's an actual way to deal with it it's just a personal way which yeah it, it does make you feel weak at the time but you got to push through and know you're not weak and yeah just that that it's not actually the person hitting me that I see it's like just a black figure that I feel is dominating me. So I just need to start seeing the person for what they're there for and doing instead of having that flashback of a figure over top of me dominating me sort of thing. Yeah. Sounds like a little like post-traumatic stress a little bit too. Do you find it? Yeah, it, it's something, but I definitely is better. Yeah. Mm. it's all a process have you have your have your daughter has, has your daughter had to deal with any of that too or no um i think we left when she would have been about five or six so i, I think she's hidden a lot of what she's seen and felt deep mm -hmm. so when she's ready i'll talk to her and deal with her about it but um until then i can't really push it out or ask her about it unless she's ready Mm. so what do you think has made you um successful as um an mma fighter and um in your life you know like what do you what do you attribute that to um just being i, I don't know stubborn think <laughs> 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 like from the beginning i've had people tell me you can't do this you can't do that oh, you're not going to be able to do that. And it's just like, uh, yes, yes, I am. I'm going to push and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to show you all that I can do it. Just, just drive, I reckon. Drive, just drive you all the way to your goals. Hmm. There's nothing really else. It's just, I think it's built in me. The drive that hmm. I have is from all my ancestors pushing me, pushing me to be who I have goals to be. How would you describe that your ancestors influencing you? How would you, I mean, what, what, what do you hear? Or like, you know, if they're not around you, what do you, what, what drives you? What are things that they said maybe when you were a young girl or, or even now, what, what, what's, what, how do they drive you? It's just like my mum has been through so much in her life and how she has come out there then, just like me, how I've come out there then that drives me and my grandma has done the same and her mum just 
all the strong women in my in my life have pushed through so much bad and come out to be better just that drive is like how can I not be better if all my ancestors have come through so much mm. grief and just become better mm. Mm. Wow. and strong yeah wow that's great um so was there and <laughs> was there any time in your your life that you felt inadequate because you were a woman and how have you um handled that um well my whole life i suppose every woman has the same issue you can't do this you can't do that because you're a woman but you know my stubbornness <laughs> yeah i like they're like people oh you can't build a house because you're a woman so i helped my dad build a house oh you can't fix that truck because you're a woman so I fix trucks or you can't lift that because you're a woman. You can't beat me because I'm a man because you're a woman, like all these different things, but there's ways around things that women can do anything. Hmm. So yeah, I just do anything. Uh, how do you see yourself as different? Like doing like, say, you know, fixing the truck or building the house and doing it differently than a man would do it. Just out of curiosity. I just forget. I don't have extra parts when I fix a truck. Else, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have you know extra centimeters. I don't know. I don't see myself as different. I just see myself as that I can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whether they say I can't, I know I can. So um, when you were fighting, I think it was when you had that fight with Chris Cyborg, you know, you had all the, the limelight, the cameras, the, you know, everything, you know, people interviewing you and all that. And um, you had mentioned that you're typically a shy person. Um, how do you see, like, that was, you know, what, three years ago or something? How do you see yourself now when you're being like the... How have you grown since then to be in front of the camera, to um, be a little bit more in the limelight and, and, and get comfortable? Are you comfortable with it? Or have, are you still kind of feeling like, yeah, this isn't my thing? Yeah, I, don't, I still don't like it. Oh, it's not that I don't like it. It's just like, um, I suppose I've never been to school and like I was homeschooled my whole life. So I sort of think I've been told a lot in my life that I'm dumb and that I don't know things. So that sort of comes through as like, am I gonna say the right words that mean the right things that I'm trying to explain? And like, I get a bit nervous when I'm talking to think whether I am saying the right responses. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's sort of why I don't like being in the limelight. I just, yeah, I worry about my responses. Mm -hmm. And and how, how they'll come out, like if you, I mean, say on your, like on your Facebook page, if you said something and somebody, do you get any of the, like those trolls and they're saying negative things because you have said something that is then not right? Or you felt like that was fine, but somebody else might say, well, I can't believe she said that. Has that happened or, or no? No, not really. Like even when I write my posts, I know that my grammar is not great or I don't have the dots and the commas and how I'm spelling things, but I'm just like, oh. I'm saying what I need to say. Surely they'd know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But I haven't had any trolls, no. 
Okay. So you're just letting it go and you're like dealing yeah. with it. Cool. Okay, cool. It's the way to deal with what I go through and the, um, like the fears is just to push through them and do what I don't want to do to push through them. Like I don't want to write things and have my grammar wrong, but I'm not going to sit there and Google what I should write properly. So I just write it and deal with it. Yeah. So you were doing um, some, I don't know if this was a recent thing, but were you doing some sort of um, walk for uh, warriors or something recently? Uh, recently? Yeah. Me and my daughter were doing um, the Mount Everest climb. So we've got a mountain here that, I don't know, if you climb it 38 times, it's the equivalent of climbing Mount Everest. Oh, wow. So every year they do that to fundraise for different charity. So me and my um, daughter done it this time. And we fundraised some money for the hospice here. Yeah. Oh, that was nice. Was was somebody that you knew in hospice or or um, just like last year was for um woman abused woman and I would have loved to do it then, but I was pregnant, so I couldn't. Mm -hmm. Um and then I said I'll do it this year and my daughter wanted to do it, so I thought it would just help. Any charity is good to help. Mm. Right. That's awesome. That was that was a great thing to do with your daughter too. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was good. It brought us together and it helped to um, push a bit more in her trainings as well. Mm -hmm. So she wants to compete now too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another whole family of fighters. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my brother, me, my husband, and my daughter all fight. So. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. So, um, I don't know how soon I, I, I guess you must be like, okay, when, when are they going to contact me? Um, you know, uh, for tough, but for mm. getting in the house, do you, have you heard any inklings or anything like that? That's, um, it's supposed to be by the end of the week because they gave it, they said three weeks, but it's nearly four weeks. Um, so I messaged the promoter and he said by the end of the week, we should know. Oh, so it could even be today or tomorrow or something. Something like that. But yeah, we're still not allowed to tell anyone until they announce it. So right, yeah, right. I don't know if anyone else has heard or anything. But and and if you if you get on it, you're going to be leaving. You know, your family for how many weeks is it? They go three five weeks. weeks. Five, five weeks. Oh, jeez. Mm. So I mean, um, how I mean, like preparing yourself. I mean, you, you're preparing yourself right now because once you know, then you're off, right? You're like heading yeah. there. So mm. um, it could be any day, day now. Um, how, how are you mentally prepared for that, leaving your, 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 your new husband, your baby, and your mm -hmm. two daughters? Um, I think I'm just trying to trick myself that it's going to be a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. they're gonna be like where is she can't wait she get back oh my gosh right? she's on vacation i'm leaving now when you get back <laughs> yeah yeah just trying like i know it's going to be super hard because um with the no contact and not knowing how my son's doing and me and my husband talk every day and my daughters and my extended family is yeah it's going to be very hard but i'm just trying to think that it's going to be a good experience of train just training 
diet and sleep. <clears throat> like you just got to take in the experience and that's what I'm just trying to think about, not dwell on the bad. Mm -hmm. hmm. So when uh, you were there for the tryouts, Chris Cyborg was there. Did you guys get a chance to chat at all? And, and, uh, I actually came up and thanked me for being there and was happy I was there and gave me a big hug. So I was like, ah, oh, yeah. Cool. How did you feel like that? How did you feel about that? You oh, okay? I didn't mind. Yeah. <laughs> did you have like a little, oh man, I want to beat you? <laughs> no, I think, I think. Like we all have, there's only a certain amount of girls that are bit, I don't know, ego about themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think mostly the girls there were pretty chill, really. Yeah, but then some people have that, I'm chill, but going to rip your head off about them too as well. So you just got to be careful. They might draw you in and be your friend and then they'll rip your head off. Yeah. But we're all there to rip each other's head off, so. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Did you get it? Did you feel like there there could be any um uh you know kind of heads butting at all um from you know if some particular do you have kind of an idea maybe I mean it's tough to say but did you have any picks of women that you think other than um, Pam and um, Cindy were there any other ones that you thought might be like kind of oh these people may get in. Um, well, I think Josette Cotton might get in because she has a good record and um, she's a bit of a character. That would probably help. Um, but there was Penny, which she's a bantamweight. I personally think maybe they should sign her instead of putting her in a house with featherweights because she is smaller than us all. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I can't remember the other girl's name, the um, Brazilian girl. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I can't. There was probably um, who else was there? Yeah, I can't remember their names off by heart. Mm -hmm. yeah. But That's there was a couple more that I thought would actually get in yeah. because of their credentials and their more natural featherweights. Yeah. And you're a na you're a natural featherweight, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to be a heavyweight at the moment, but you know that's what diets do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you like to give a shout out to anybody, um, or you know, some little thoughts of wisdom before we sign off? Um, well, thank you to you for having me on the show. Pleasure. And um, and Cindy for rec recommending me. Yeah, and just to, to my team and everyone that always supports me and all my followers. Like, I couldn't get here without everybody in my life. Even Like, no matter how much you can push your, yourself, you've always got those people in the back saying little things that help you drive and keep pushing. Without those, you'd still be that person on the couch. Mm. Yeah, just, just thank you to everyone that supports me. Awesome. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for being on the show and agreeing at short notice once again <laughs> to come on. I'll be um, sending this out uh, this uh, Monday and hopefully you'll be on your way to Las Vegas. <laughs> you know? That'll be good. Tuesday's my birthday. So hopefully we find out before then and we can. Oh, that would be great. Right. Yeah. 
That would be awesome. Wow. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. You'll get, you definitely should be hearing something soon. I, I really can't wait to hear myself and, and see uh, how this division uh, grows and, and what happens with it. Um, it's mm -hmm. very, very exciting. Um, so I want to thank you. Oh, you know what I wanted to ask you, what was your experience with um, Invicta? Like, how did you like that promotion and being a part of that? And are you still a part of that? Do you still have a contract with them? Um, my contract did expire because it was a two-year five-fight contract. So the two years is gone. Um, and I think I had four fights there. Um, but they're, they're so amazing. I, I've noticed that shows run by women run more smoothly and on time. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> there was another show in New Zealand that run was run by a woman and was the same. Um, but, yeah, they're just the amazing people. Shannon and her crew, they just look after you like you wouldn't think. And even the drivers and the weigh-ins, everyone's just so helpful and happy. Yeah, it was an awesome experience. <clears throat> That's everyone, awesome. everyone would feel like how I did once they get into Invicta. It's just, make, they make you feel special. Mm. That's awesome. It's definitely good to have on your... Um on your 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 fighter resume that, that yeah there for sure i mean you, yeah totally but awesome it's great to great that you spent some time here and um gave um our listeners a little bit more of you um so they get to know <laughs> you a little bit better and uh, we wish you well um i really hope that you get in the, the, you know, the yeah. house and and we'll be seeing more of you um in the fight scene and in the in the cage soon maybe oh, yeah. ufc mm -hmm. that would be awesome yeah all right thanks so thank much thank you very much you have a great day you too bye-bye thank you so wow that was faith mcmah the immortal one it was really wonderful talking to her and hearing about her journey as a woman overcoming uh you know some tough times through abuse and uh now setting a example for her daughters and for other women who may be in similar situations and knowing that they can themselves get themselves out of those situations and have a better life for themselves so thank you faith it was a real pleasure speaking with you today and i wish you well um, on your journey and i hope you get in the tough house i look forward to seeing you there so if you like what you heard today and are eager to hear more, remember to subscribe or download on iTunes. Or better yet, maybe drop us a line and let us know how we're doing. Write a review. If you have any questions, you can ask me them on Facebook.com backslash I love WMMA. This is Shelley Devine. Until next time, thanks for listening.